The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by DXC Technology. Let us show you the way to your digital future. Thrive on change. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, February 27th. In today's news, President Trump puts Vice President Pence in charge of the response to the coronavirus. Iran struggles to contain the disease, putting the Middle East at risk. And here at home, the coronavirus forces religious leaders to reconsider Lenten traditions. But first, the big idea. The CDC reported last night that a person in Northern California has contracted the coronavirus without traveling to regions hit by the outbreak or coming in contact with anyone known to have the infection. How the person acquired the virus remains unknown. The health agency left open the possibility that the patient may have been exposed to a returned traveler who was infected. The state of California, however, is calling this case the first instance of community transmission. Community spread would represent a significant turn for the worse in the battle against this virus. To date, the United States has 60 known cases of the infection, with 59 among people who traveled to Asia or were close contacts of people who went there. The vast majority, 42, picked up the virus while quarantined on the Diamond Princess cruise ship off Japan. This new individual is a resident of Solano County. According to the California Department of Public Health, the patient is being treated at the University of California Medical Center in Davis. Two officials from that hospital sent an email to employees last night that said the patient arrived at the medical center on February 19th but was not tested until Sunday, despite an immediate request to the CDC. The patient arrived from another hospital in Northern California, having already been intubated. They were on a ventilator and given droplet protection orders because of an undiagnosed and suspected viral condition, according to the folks at Davis. Since the patient arrived with a suspected viral infection, doctors were already taking immediate extra precautions during the patient's stay. But... There are indications that other hospitals could be involved in the case. Chris Concepcion, the fire chief in Vacaville, California, said county officials issued a directive to him last night not to transport any new patients to two local hospitals, North Bay in Vacaville and North Bay Medical Center in nearby Fairfield. These two hospitals are both in Solano County, which is home to Travis Air Force Base. That's significant because Travis is where hundreds of Americans repatriated from China and others who have been brought home from the Diamond Princess cruise ship off Japan have been held in quarantine over the last few weeks. Many of them have been released at Travis and let back into the population at large after testing negative. Now, California's health department says it's already begun tracing people who may have come in contact with the corona-infected individual to see if there's any connection. The virus, which originated in Wuhan, China, has now killed at least 2,800 people and sickened more than 82,000 as it has spread around the globe, reaching every continent except Antarctica. Jennifer Nuzo, an epidemiologist at Johns Hopkins, says that this new infection in California suggests there is a good chance that there already are people infected in this country and that the virus is circulating undetected because symptoms don't show up for two weeks. And here's more bad news. 
a Japanese woman who had recovered from coronavirus, has just tested positive again, getting reinfected. The woman was one of the first cases of coronavirus in that country, but she was released from the hospital four weeks ago, apparently cured. This is a very bad sign for containment efforts. And that's the big idea. We're going to go all in on coronavirus today because this is such an important story. So here are three related headlines that need to be on your radar. Number one, the president's choice of Mike Pence to oversee containment efforts is an attempt to reassure the American people amid growing concerns of the global health crisis and criticism that the U.S. government has been slow to respond to the fast-moving outbreak. Trump held a White House news conference last night after days of mixed messages, tumbling stock markets, and rising death tolls abroad. He said, we're very, very ready for this. He declared that the risk to America is very low and predicted a swift end to the outbreak. But then the president was contradicted almost in real time by some of the government experts who flanked him as he stood in the briefing room. Minutes after Trump said there might only be one or two people in the country who have it, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar and CDC Principal Deputy Director Ann Shukat warned Americans to prepare for the number of cases to grow potentially significantly. The president said he would be willing to accept more emergency funding than the $2.5 billion requested by his administration after lawmakers have pushed for a more robust federal response. Trump also said he will consider new travel restrictions on other countries struggling to contain the outbreak, including Italy and South Korea. Trump partly blamed Democrats for the drop in the stock market. And during this news conference about the coronavirus, he attacked House Speaker Nancy Pelosi as incompetent. She made disparaging comments about his handling of the outbreak earlier in the day. Trump has made a direct connection between the virus and his political fortunes, accusing Democrats in the media of trying to harm his reelection chances by focusing on this outbreak. He took to Twitter yesterday to accuse cable news channels of doing everything possible to make the coronavirus look as bad as possible to panic markets and defeat him in November. That's not the case. As Indiana's governor, Pence, who's now overseeing the coronavirus response, badly mishandled a 2016 HIV outbreak in his state. He came under heavy fire for resisting the CDC's pleas at the time to allow clean needles to be distributed. He said distributing clean needles was at odds with his socially conservative religious beliefs. At the time, needle exchanges were illegal in Indiana. But after mounting pressure from health officials and a big spike in HIV cases in the Hoosier state, Pence said he prayed on it and decided to lift the ban. Number two. The coronavirus outbreak is flaring up around Asia, even as the number of new cases declines in mainland China. The latest announcement in the last few hours came from South Korea, which reported 334 new cases today, bringing its total tally of confirmed infections to 1,600, including one U.S. soldier stationed on the peninsula. Elsewhere, the spread of the virus prompted officials to cancel or postpone events ranging from religious pilgrimages in Saudi Arabia to rugby matches in Ireland. And doubts are growing over Japan's plans to host the 2020 Olympics in July and August. In Iran, 139 people have contracted the virus, including the deputy health minister and one of the most prominent members of their parliament. 19 people have died in Iran, according to the health ministry, and the virus has spiked in multiple Iranian cities, with infections in Bahrain, Iraq, Kuwait, Lebanon, and Oman all traced back to Iran. 
But even as those regional governments move to control the outbreak, Iranian authorities are coming under fire for what critics say is an inadequate response. Officials in Tehran are rejecting calls to quarantine major cities and have allowed communal prayer services to continue in places such as Qum, where the virus first emerged in that country. And the World Health Organization this morning is complaining that China is not sharing enough data on infections. The WHO says it has repeatedly asked Chinese officials for disaggregated data, meaning specific figures broken out from the overall numbers, that could shed light on hospital transmission and help assess the level of risk facing frontline medical workers. But political sensitivities have shaped the communist regime's reporting on sick doctors and other healthcare professionals. Medical pros, especially here in the States, are alarmed that China's not sending key details that WHO officials and our CDC expect and need to prevent more doctors from dying. Number three, the coronavirus is forcing religious leaders to reconsider Lenten traditions. Ash Wednesday is a chance for clergy to remind Christians of their mortality, often with a swipe of thumb to forehead ashes. But this year, the holy day came one day after federal health officials said the country should brace for the inevitable spread of the virus on our shores. So pastors and ministers found themselves asking, should they tweak their rituals? Tier Hardy, an associate pastor at Mount Olivet United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia, said it's a very intimate moment because the pastor is just a couple of inches from someone's face hundreds of times. Spokespeople for many of the largest Christian denominations in the U.S. said that they have not issued special directives yet for their churches, but they're closely monitoring guidance from government officials. The Episcopal Diocese of New Jersey told clergy and lay leaders on Tuesday that anyone administering communion must wash their hands. You'd hope they'd always do that, but preferably with an alcohol-based hand sanitizer and they're urging people to keep their distance during the greeting ritual known as the passing of the peace. Finally, here's some news you can use. We reached out to a bunch of doctors yesterday to ask for advice about how to brace for the virus. Dr. Tim Brewer, an epidemiologist at UCLA, says don't go crazy. You don't need to go out and stock up on lots of things. If you're not sick, he says you don't need a surgical mask and you don't need to buy every box your pharmacy has in stock. The main point of the mask is to keep someone who is infected with the virus from spreading it to others. But definitely wash your hands regularly. Cover your nose and mouth when you sneeze. And when you're sick, stay home from work or school and drink lots of fluids. Dr. Stanley Perlman, an infectious disease expert at the University of Iowa, says it's also worth considering limiting exposure to large groups, if possible. And that's... The Daily 202 for Thursday, February 27th. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.